Hi, fitness business secrets listeners. Today on the show, if you've ever wanted to learn how to podcast to grow your fitness presence, well, then you're in for a treat because Jordan was able to create a really impressive list of interview guests and shows in just a short matter of weeks while he was in quarantine. You're going to learn how simple it is to get set up with your podcast. Also free and inexpensive podcast software to edit your podcast. In addition, you'll find out free online software to record your podcast audio and video so it looks professional. You're also going to get tips so you can keep your editing time to just 20 minutes. Now, if you're worried about the podcast not going so well, he's going to give us some tips so the first few interviews you'll feel confident and also how to make sure the technicals always go smoothly. In addition, we'll talk about what it takes to get professional sounding intro music for your podcast and if it's easy or hard to get on Apple and Spotify. One thing you might be wondering is maybe if you should go with the video route. Jordan and I discuss the challenges we face doing video and doing audio and the return we've seen. It'll definitely help you make a decision. So if you're interested in starting your own show, make sure to stay tuned. Fitness coaches get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Today on the show is Jordan Berry, the owner of Kaizen Fitness, a New Zealand personal training company and the host of the Kaizen Fitness Show, a podcast that interviews top athletes and health experts. At only 21, he's built up a successful personal training business with two trainers and a massage therapist. What's interesting is he's built up the successful business without having his own gym space he and his trainers actually train out of other fitness gyms. This is a great low-risk and low-cost business model for any trainer who's ready to expand their business. But the challenge with this business is it's not so easy to find top-notch trainers and really to keep them. So what's really amazing about what Jordan has done is through community events, a training program, weekly coaching meetings, and even a podcast, he's been able to keep and retain some really top trainers. So in our first part of our two-part interview, we talk about his podcast. It really creates a sense of presence for his brand. And also he's had some world-class athletes on his show, which sets him as an authority in the fitness industry. So Jordan Berry, thank you for being on the show. You have a very, I would call it like a celebrity-esque NISC about you. You I noticed you have, you have great hair and then I was like, and he sings country or some like you have a song. I'm sorry if it's not country and you have your own business and it looks like you kind of travel to beautiful places or you just live in a beautiful place. That could also be the situation. So it's great to have you on the show and you also have a lot of interesting projects such as your podcast. And so I just love to ask you like how things are going for you with your podcast and your fitness business. Well, firstly, thank you very much, Christy, for having me on the show. And it sounds like you've done your research. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just the kind of individual that I just like to grab the basket of life with both hands and just take as much out of it as I can. So yeah, I do write a bit of music as well as my, my fitness business. So I do have a lot of interesting projects and stuff going on. But yeah, as far as the podcast goes, I've always kind of had a bit of a desire 
to run a podcast. I enjoy talking to people, finding out about them. But I guess a lot of business owners will feel this as well. Oftentimes mm -hmm. we get so stuck on the operational side of the business, you know, yeah. talking to clients, writing programs, dealing with the profit modeling, that kind of thing, that sometimes we don't give ourselves enough time to be creative. So for those listening or watching, I'm living in New Zealand. And in New Zealand, we had a lockdown period for COVID-19 that lasted about eight weeks. Mm. During that time, I had to take my business online, which we'll talk more about. But specifically for the podcast, because of that lockdown period, I suddenly found myself with a little bit more time on my hands. So instead of just focusing on the operational side of the business, I was suddenly able to go on all these creative tangents and one of those tangents happened to be to start my own podcast and to interview some really unique and cool individuals. Okay. So how old is your podcast? Did you just start it when COVID started? Yeah, literally probably two weeks into New Zealand lockdown, which off the top of my head was around May. So okay. yeah, probably only a couple of months old. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. And I think that trainers sometimes are naturally great speakers because they're used to talking and coaching a lot. So I think that's something that's interesting. A lot of trainers have thought about, but it seems like a lot of work. How much work is it to produce your podcast? To be honest, it's a lot less than what people think it is. Okay. If you want a really basic model and you don't want to spend any money all you need is obviously a laptop and just have even your phone recording audio on your end and then get the person uh, who you're recording to have their phone audio recording on the other end. You don't need any fancy microphones. If you do want crisper audio quality, then obviously that's important. But if you're just wanting to get a podcast started, all you need is some way to record audio on both ends if you're doing online interviews. And then just a podcast hosting site such as Buzzsprout, which is the one I use. You can actually use it for free. It doesn't cost anything. You can pop your podcast up on there and then that gets distributed to Spotify, Apple Music for free, basically. The only thing, the hardest thing would be the editing because you'll have your two separate audio tracks that is from their end and your end. So you do need to know a little bit about audio editing um, to kind of put the tracks together and to make them sound nice. But you can do that through free software as well. So you can literally do a podcast and send it out to the world for free. It's super easy. Yeah. Well, that's really exciting. Free is a good number that everyone can afford. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter what country or currency you're at, free is good. So podcast editing is tricky and I, I agree with that. What kind of software do you use that's free? I personally use Logic, which is not free. But because I'm really into my music, I use that to edit my music. So I guess I'm fortunate in the regard that I do know how to edit audio together. So I use Logic, but you can use free software such as Audacity. It's A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Really, you can just pop the audio tracks into there and then just tinker around with it. And obviously we live in the great age of YouTube that you can just look on YouTube if you get stuck. So yeah, Audacity is free software that you can use to edit your podcast audio up. Yeah, it is good. And we do use Audacity most of the time. So I agree. That's a great, definitely free and robust enough to do your podcast. How about recording? I know you mentioned you can use your phone. Have you done that? Or doesn't that cause quality issues though? I mean, it could work though. I'm not saying you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's very grassroots. So often, well, during lockdown, I could not speak face to face with my interviewees. So 
Some of them did have audio recording equipment on their ends, like they had Rode microphones. On my end, I do have a microphone that I use for my singing, my music, but I do also use lapel mics. But yeah, for a lot of the podcast interviews you'll hear um, that I do, my interviewee is just literally got their memo or their recording thing set on their phone and just aimed it kind of at their mouths and it actually picks up pretty good audio. I mean, a lot of the smartphones in this day and age are like of really good quality. So the audio you're getting is bearable. You can listen to it. It may only need a little bit of altering in the processing uh, side of things for it to, to come out okay. Yeah. And what software did you say you use to do the phone call recording? So I usually use Google Hangouts. Oh, okay. And that's for the video. And then I use like a video screen capturing software that will capture the picture mm -hmm. and then I'll just have a video camera set up but recently I've just been doing audio recordings as opposed to video as well because the video takes a lot longer <laughs> and it wasn't getting the same amount of traction yeah I was going to ask you about that part I noticed you have some great video clips on your Instagram and they all look really well put together so is it mainly you editing it yeah I'm doing all of the video editing myself I did have a marketer content creator on board helping me more with the social media side of things, but all of the podcasts I've purely done myself. So in order to edit the videos, I use the software called Filmora, which does cost as well, but you can use Windows Movie Maker or iMovie to produce similar results. But yeah, I've had to, as I said, I had a lot more free time during lockdown, so I had time to kind of tinker and spend hours and hours stuffing up and re-going through things to work out how it all works. Yeah. For Filmora, I don't think that one's too expensive. Do you know how much it costs for basic users? Yeah. So all of the prices that I say in this podcast, by the way, are all going to be in New Zealand dollars, just because that's the currency I use. But sure. <laughs> off the top of my head, it was 99 New Zealand dollars, which works out to be about 63 USD, I think. Okay. All right. Thanks yeah. for the calculator on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just rough, yeah. <laughs> Roughly 63.92, but not sure who's counting. But not sure, yeah. Give, <laughs> give or take like a couple of cents, eh? <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Okay, so 63, uh, is that a month or just flat to buy? That's, that's a one-off cost, and then you've got okay. the software on your computer. So it's actually very reasonably priced, and you can do quite a lot on it. Okay, that's pretty good. So if someone is thinking, okay, I want to try this. It looks like it's doable. But how much time does it take for you to, let's say, produce one, and let's say it's just audio, one uh, podcast? One podcast. Initially, it may take you a couple of hours just to learn the systems and everything. But once you've got everything on track and you've got a bit of a system, it could take you about 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So 20 if minutes to really... kind of edit it. Yeah. Nice. How long are your podcasts usually? Between 40 minutes to an hour. So yeah. generally, this is uh, one thing I've picked up recently. During the, the conversation, if there's times where I stuff up or they stuff up or they want to redo something, I'll write a note on a bit of paper to say when the time is yeah. so that I don't have to spend ages going through the whole podcast trying to work out where I need to cut bits out. So when we need to cut something out, I'll have a look at the time the podcast is at and then write a quick note saying, edit this part. Once I've done those, then the rest is, is all good. So, yeah, being very proactive at the time so that you don't have mm. to go back through and try and work out exactly where you need to cut things up. That's a really good tip. Is there any other tips you have for um, someone thinking to start their own fitness podcast or health podcast? 
yeah, I think start with people that you're familiar with initially, mm-hmm. because there will be a couple of things you'll have to iron out, how to best do your introduction, how to kind of develop rapport with the person early on, and just how to structure and listen to, to questions. If you kind of go straight off the bat and go to someone that you're really unfamiliar with, then it can be like a really uncomfortable situation, particularly if they're not used to being interviewed and you're not used to doing interviewing. So for the first few podcasts, stick with people that you know or know of that you're comfortable with because it just makes the the journey a little bit more effortless in the early stages to begin with. Yeah, that's a really good point. And so you're not so intimidated or technical issues. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good point, actually. I'm glad you raised that, Christy. So when I was doing the video as well, it was about, five different things I had to make sure we're recording at once and I always used to forget what I had so before I'd start the podcast I'd have a bit of paper saying turn on my microphone turn on screen recorder because otherwise I'd forget one of them and then halfway through I just get the sinking feeling thinking like shit (laughs) or something go through it it happened once so I made sure I had a bit of a checklist of all the things I had to make sure were working and operational prior to going into the interview yeah. So I kind of have a checklist. That's a really good point. I mean, people don't really realize, although there's technology, it's it's still not super there where it's one click. You kind of have to click a bunch yeah. of things. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. How about your interviews? I noticed you have some really interesting interviews. I'm sure you know a lot of famous people. <laughs> I don't. But what was your process to, to get them to be on your show? So my uh, marketer and content creator who I had on at the time knew quite a few people. Now, you have to understand this about New Zealand. There's like one degree of separation. Everyone knows someone famous. So as soon as your group of friends or your members know that you're starting a podcast, they'll be like, oh, I know this person who's really well known in New Zealand. I know this person. So before we had a couple of national champions, a world champion on the show, we had all these really interesting people. So I'm guessing it's a little bit different in the states being a much larger country but in New Zealand everyone kind of knows everyone so oh, nice. it's very easy to make connections and after a time we just got people you know messaging me wanting to be on the show so it kind of built momentum and people just wanted to be on and we kind of just weeded them out based on what kind of value they could give to the people listening yeah so you basically started to build up a network and it built up momentum yeah, yeah. and look it's just asking like I'll have a list of people that I want to get in touch with and then I'll just hound them on Instagram, on email. If they are kind of more famous or harder to reach, just just keep hounding them until you get a response of some kind. Because most of the time we like set limitations Mm. and we think, oh, this person's never going to get back to me. And if you don't message them, yeah, of course they're never going to get back to you. So just forget any inhibition and just reach out. There's been a lot of big celebrities with millions of followers on Instagram that have messaged and I've replied and it's been a personal response. So a lot of people are actually a lot more accessible than what I think we realize. Well, that's inspiring. And even for me, I mean, I get intimidated. So I think it's good to know. So I was listening to clips, but I didn't get a listen to the beginning. Do you have an intro that you use? And well, you know, you have a voice. So how do you create an intro? So again, it comes down to my passion with music. I've actually recorded like a, a jingle which goes at the start of uh, my podcast and then I just do a voiceover. It's pretty corny and cheesy, but 
you know, that will do. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you yeah. have any recommendations for somebody who wants to record a podcast? And usually it's sort of those fancy parts, the intro of the guy talking or the music. They're, yeah, they're like, I don't even voice. know how I would do that. Do you have any suggestions for them? If they're after music, there's plenty of websites you can go on to where you can download royalty-free music which basically means that you're in no danger of breaching anyone's copyright privileges. Yeah. So you can download royalty-free soundtrack or a jingle that can go at the start of your podcast so that you have like a, a theme song, if you like. And then if you've got some reasonable audio recording equipment, then you can just do a voiceover as part of that as well. But again, if you're just starting out, don't spend heaps of time on these little things. They will develop over time. If you look at some really good podcasters like Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, their intros change all of the time. So mm. don't let that make or break you from starting a podcast. It will come with time, just like the rest of your expertise and skills. So just, just get stuff out there. Just start building up a repertoire. Just start building up a library of podcasts people can listen to. Yeah, that's true. Just get started. And I spent some time thinking and thinking about name and design. And then my friend reminded me, we can actually even change the title of our podcast and the, the thumbnail. So if you yeah. ever felt like you needed to change even the direction of what you talk about, that's okay too. That's a really good point. And that's something that you won't discover until you've done multiple podcasts because initially when you go out, you'll have a direction set in your head and right. then you'll interview a few people and then suddenly it's like, cool, my podcast is actually taking a different direction. So it's important to know that your podcast very much will change direction. And yeah, as you said, you always have complete control over the look of your podcast, the introductions, the direction it goes in. So it's a saying that goes paralysis by over analysis. And this can apply to any part of life. Sometimes when we want to start something new, we become so paralyzed by all the information we need to know, all of the things we need to do that it actually, you know, paralyzes us from taking action. So in the case of a podcast, make it super simple to start recording people, start getting content out. And I assure you, you will eventually start to hone your craft. Nice, nice. So that actually is a great transition to my next question, which is what was your initial thoughts going into it since you know it'd be some investment and where are you now with your perspective on your podcast? I was very gung-ho about it. I just thought, I just want to start a podcast and I knew a friend who would podcast really well. She's a founder of a skincare business here in New Zealand. And I just said, do you want to be on our first podcast and she said yes the setup was minimum I didn't think about it too much I just got straight into it and we recorded our conversation it took me a little while to work out the editing initially but we released a podcast I looked at a few videos online on how to host it on Spotify and Apple Music how to get it in front of people turns out it's far easier than what people imagine some people are like oh man you're on Spotify and it's like yeah it's actually way easier than what you think so just do a little bit of research, look at a couple of videos to see what site you want to host your podcast on, but then just find people to interview. And as I said, there will be glitches. There will be parts that don't run so smoothly. So just to give you peace of mind, do it with people that 
you're comfortable with. Yeah. And when you started your podcast, since I know you have quite a health angle on it, and I think you put your brand on it to your fitness company. So was it just, I want to start a podcast because I, I have that desire to talk and share? Or was it sort of like, well, I also think it'll be worth the time because people will find me and, and want to train with me? Both of those reasons. Yep. So one, selfishly, it's for my own benefit. I get to talk to some really cool people and learn some yeah. cool stuff. But secondly, and most importantly, it was more just to be able to provide some other content for my members. If you're interviewing people that have a bit of a following, then you can leverage off their following. And just like we're going to be doing, I'm going to be sharing this podcast and interview and you'll be sharing it on your social media. So all of a sudden, you're suddenly exposing your business and your brand to a lot of other people. So from purely a marketing exposure point of view, podcasts are really important, particularly now they are gaining in popularity. A lot of people are now becoming too busy to sit down and watch a video, but people have the time to listen to a podcast while they're vacuuming or while they're at the gym. So podcasts are not an untapped market because they are becoming quite populated now, but they're definitely a market that will give your business good exposure and exposure to people that wouldn't necessarily see your business otherwise. Yeah, I totally agree. And for me, I was doing a lot of videos and then I did some podcast audio, but I read this article that really made me feel that I needed to double down on podcasts, which was in a sense, we're asking less of the listener because we're asking less of their attention. So yep. we'll get more of their time in a way because they can do other things instead of having to watch the video. So yeah, I think it may seem like it's less than a video, but for some people it's better than a video. I totally agree with that. From an editing point of view, audio is like miles easier as well. So you've got to think if you are putting in the time and effort to produce video content, you've got to make sure it's actually worth it and people are consuming it. And that's what we found with our videos is that I was putting in a lot of time, which was fine, but they weren't getting the same kind of traction as the audio. And personally for me, I just find it easier to go to the gym, to go for a run. I can put my ears in and listen to a full like hour long podcast and not have to skip through it. Whereas if you're just kind of sitting there watching a video, particularly with our attention spans yeah. in this day and age, we're like, oh, what's this video? What's this video? How often would you sit through like a 50 to an hour long video on YouTube? So that's the question you have to ask yourself and ask your market. Do you think they'll be willing to do that? Or do you think they'd prefer simply to engage with the audio that you produce? Yeah, that's really interesting. And that actually, you mentioned numbers and engagement and that veering you towards being more audio. Tell me what your numbers are or how you gauge a listener. Is it a download? Is it a play? Or how, how do you gauge that? Mostly through people I talk to. They'll say if they've listened or if they've watched. And predominantly, we got more feedback from people that have listened to mm -hmm. our podcasts. Also through the statistics that you get through Buzzsprout or whatever provider you choose to host your podcast with, it will tell you how many downloads and stuff. We've got a very modest number of downloads, but it was still slightly more than the video content we were getting. And again, it comes down to that kind of return on time aspect. If you're spending so much longer on the video, but not really getting the same out of it, then it's probably not a good use of your time. Yeah, I completely agree. Video is 
20x longer <laughs> to, to, to produce something that you, you might be proud of, that I might be proud of, and then audio is much less, but somehow it, it kind of more traction. Really? Yeah. What have you found right now? Have you found that you've gotten any benefits for your business with the podcast? Benefits for the business, I guess, tangibly, not currently, but I am aware that, again, it's kind of a process of momentum. The more we put podcasts out, we haven't actually put any podcasts out for probably about three weeks, but the more you keep that momentum going, the more it will grow. Mm-hmm. For I treat my podcast more as, well, it's a great marketing tool, obviously, but it's, it's a real passion as well. I just love talking to people. So we're not really seeing as much business growth from that avenue, but I think if we were to invest more time in it and as the time goes by and we interview more people, I think we will see more traction coming through there. But just to, through doing podcasts, I've been able to talk to a lot of people. I've met some really interesting people. And sometimes it's through the people I will actually directly help with the business because they may have a really good idea for health and fitness or they may know someone who can help you. So sometimes it's actually through the guests that you're talking with that provide the greatest insight and help to your business as opposed to the people you're reaching um, mm-hmm. with the podcast. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really quickly able to expand your network with really interesting people through a couple of weeks in quarantine with your podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yep. There's a New Zealand triathlete I was talking to a few weeks ago and we just connected like that. And because of that, we're going to be doing some really cool kind of adventure stuff together. Oh. I was interviewing a lady last Monday and talking about suicide prevention, mental health, And through that connection, we could potentially help some people with just speaking out and being a little bit more open about how they're feeling. Because New Zealand has a very stoic society. So we're Mm. certainly able to add more value to the lives of our members. And that's what it all boils down to. People will obviously more happily engage with your product if it's adding value to their lives. Yeah, I like it. All right. So as we wrap up on the podcast topic and producing this podcast, do you have any other tips for anyone uh, thinking about starting a podcast? Any other tips? The biggest one I can say is just go for it. I do know a couple of individuals who said they want to do a podcast and then have never got around to it purely by the fact that they get overwhelmed by the amount they have to do. Mm. So just write a clear plan of what you need to do and how you're going to get there. And if you write it down and visualize it, it's so much easier. And also create a list of the people that you want to get on your podcast. And don't let your limitations stop you. Think about who you'd want to get on your show. Do you want to get, you know, a president on your show? Do you want to get, you know, like a celebrity? Don't let anything stop you from reaching out to those people because you never know. Particularly during lockdown, you may find people may have more time. So create a little bit of a list of of people you want to talk to and think about the kind of things you want to get out of your podcast. But the biggest piece of advice is just get started. Just start creating content, no matter how crappy you think it is. It's all about starting to log into Google, log into Spotify, all of these entries start to build up your brand presence, your brand awareness that you can slowly tinker over time, but just start getting content out there. Yeah. I like that. So basically make that dream list of guests, go after them and just start recording and slowly add your podcast to different platforms. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely.
thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end, .co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnessSecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.